You've spent all winter stuck inside imagining your next big home project. A bigger, brighter kitchen, a fabulous new fence, the possibility of a pool. There's so much you would do if only you could. The good news? With an S&T Home Equity total line of credit, you can. We've got your back with financial flexibility, and we're here to support you with exceptional customer service. So dream as big as you want, and we'll help you bring those dreams home. At S&T, it's just what we do. S&T Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally. He is Matt Williamson, and we are live at the Steelers minicamp here at the uh, UPMC Rooney Sports Complex. The uh, activity starting to uh, heat up here a little bit as the Steelers getting ready to take the field. A few guys out here right now milling about. And yeah, a couple are starting to some sift out onto the field. officials here and just uh, some things going on. We're kind of surprised we are outside today, but we are. Yeah, we lucked out. I yeah. thought for sure we'd be in, indoors, especially the, the storms last night and the looks of things this morning, but it's looking pretty good out here. Clear, clear skies, a little bit of danger up there. I think we're all right, I though. think we're okay. I think we're so, good. Yeah, I think we're, it's, just, it's uh, Boy, our weather's been fantastic the last three weeks it really has been um it really has and and so we'll get to uh get to watch another practice here uh this would be the penultimate practice of the 2023 off season and then and we're a little earlier tomorrow right yeah we go uh, noon to two tomorrow because well they're gonna get out of here and if you're on on the way if you're on the parkway between here in the airport tomorrow (laughs) direct shot (laughs) Quick shower, hop in the uh, yeah. a fast car. Bags are already packed. Fly, yeah, because uh, they're then off until the start of training camp. Uh, was that July twenty seventh? Mm-hmm. Um, so good for them, though. I mean, yeah. it's much needed, and you know, they, get your five or six weeks off. And uh, they won't spend that all on vacation time, but you get a little bit of vacation time as they should. Yeah, yeah. coaches as, as well. No one thinks about the coaches and the staff and those guys. I mean, they need to still be in touch with the the league and whatnot but still that's the only time that they get to really take their family somewhere or go anywhere either so yeah i mean this is that's, good for the soul it. and then you're you're at it until you know sometime in january or february mm-hmm. and along you those hope lines, february but along those lines i'll be gone next week too so recharging the batteries we'll try to get some uh drives we'll away some, but we'll yeah do some a little shows. something for you that's what we do sure so uh tis the season the next Five weeks, did you say? Is it four weeks? Something Basically like five that. Five weeks. It's really the only NFL offseason. Yeah, I mean, I mean really other than that, I mean, the, the league does a great days. job of uh, staggering things out to. Uh, and it's not like zero happens in that time, too. Yeah. I mean, Dalvin Cook could sign somewhere. There could be trades. Free agency, you know, yeah, all right, that right, kind right. of stuff. There's, yeah. You have the the June, the mid, or I'm sorry, mid July date of uh, for franchise tags. Mm, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. For those guys to negotiate new deals and things of that nature. I believe that's July 16th or somewhere around there. Um, Seems yeah, so like the Cardinals could trade somebody. Or, oh, you yeah. know, I mean, gave that, a lot of that kind of yeah. stuff happens pre-camp. Too. Let's talk. Let's talk that real quick here because mm-hmm. uh, Buda Baker has yeah. asked for a trade. Now, Buda Baker is making a ton of money. That's the issue. That's the the rub. Right, right, right. Um, so, real quick, just talk Cardinals. I mean, I think both of us and most of the media out there. It's project them to have a really rough year. Yeah. I mean, they're cutting DeAndre Hopkins just to get him off the books, get him out. He's supposedly not a great practice player. I mean, they're starting from scratch. It's a new staff. They're not even really hiding it. You know, I mean, they trade it back to get future picks next year. I mean, it's time for a total rip-down rebuild, and that makes all the sense in the world. However, and I'm not even picking on the quarterback, but we know that they put stuff in his court in his contract about work ethic stuff, and there are a lot of rumors about him not being the the consummate pro or the best leader. And everyone knows my 
relationship with Larry Fitzgerald, but they've always had that type of dude. They've they've had a Larry, a J.J. Watt, you know, like that's where I'm going with Buda Baker is who's the Cam Hayward on that team? You know what I mean? Like, Beecham? Maybe, but how long is he going to last? Yeah, he's I mean, not he's, a pro bowler. He's or, in year know? 12, but he's respected. Yeah, you know? but I mean, if I'm them, I might just give – you know, Buddha, everything he wants, and say you're the type of guy we want to build around. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I know, like Buddha Baker, like if if it comes out that they are going to trade him or mm-hmm. want to trade him, Steeler fans are going, "Wow, they should trade for Buddha Baker. He's really good. He's really good. Yeah, yeah. He also has a base salary of thirteen million dollars mm-hmm. this year, which is a ton for a safety. That's a lot, especially for a guy you're probably. I mean, he's probably going to be your slot. He'd do a lot. I mean, he'd yeah. never leave the field, but he would play slot. And he wouldn't play a position that's super hard to replace financially, though. Correct. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and I mean, good football player, but you also sure. have to weigh the the, the, do you the know cap ramifications the, do matter. And, and don't look it up, but do, do you know what Minka makes a year compared to Buddha? Uh, I mean, well, I'm sure it's similar. You're going to ask me. Now I, well, can, now I am going to look it up. Now we have to know, huh? Yeah. Um, I mean, where I'm going with this, and the Steelers are very conscious of this, more so than a lot of teams, is – you don't want to bring in a safety from outside the organization that's making more than no. your guy now. Yeah, your guy. Your guy, you know, that you went out and got and chose to pay. And you did trade for Minka. I mean, so you, it's probably some people are like, well, trade for Buddha. You traded for Minka. But, you know, you also don't want $30 million in safety money. <laughs> you know right, I mean? Yeah. I mean, $30 million in wide receiver or offensive tackle or edge rushers. Yeah, maybe. But at safety, probably not. In terms of, of just salary compensation this year, the cap number, cash mm-hmm. spent, Kevin Byard is number one at nineteen point six. million. I can see him getting traded, Ooh. too. I mean, they're in as bad a shape yeah. almost as the Cardinals. $14.1 million in terms of the uh, the salary. Salary. Justin Simmons is two. Mm-hmm. He's 18.1, million. Jamal Adams, $18 million, uh, $11 million. trade that was for 11 million in, in terms of uh, the, the base salary or salaries. Mm-hmm. You gave up two first-round picks in order this? to pay. Quandre Diggs is also $18 million. That's hmm. $36 million on safeties this year for the Seattle Seahawks. Wow. Wow. And Diggs is the better player of the two, but neither one is Minka or Derwin or yeah. even Buda, to be honest with you. Then so, you got Eddie Jackson, Buda Baker, Justin Reed with the Chiefs, Harrison Smith, Micah mm-hmm. Hyde, Jesse Bates, Derwin James, Amani Hooker, and then you get to Minka Fitzpatrick, who's – Cap number is seven point nine, but his base, uh, the cash spent is fourteen point five. There's some okay. restructures and. I mean, as you know, and a lot of our listeners know too, doing it this way can be a little hairy because last year he might have been a two million dollar hit, and they yeah. knew this was coming, so they bite the bullet. And you know, I mean, sometimes they just move it around, but that is a lot of safety money. And sure, a lot of teams could use Buda Baker, but man, history shows, and frankly, Jamal Adams is the best example, and he's better than Adams ever was. But if you got to give up a significant pick and cap space, man, you better be a pretty darn good player. Yeah. You know How about I mean? this? That the Titans with their two safeties, uh, Kevin Byard and Amani Hooker, on the hook for about twenty-eight million dollars this year. See, Byard's really interesting to me because he's older than people think, and he's still playing at a high level. And if they realize it's rebuild time, could they move on from Byard, Henry, Tannehill? I mean, maybe it's a trade deadline after the front beginning of the season starts wrong. But, man, I mean, that's a lot of money for somebody that might not be in your future two years from now, you know, yeah. to help you win one more game maybe, get from four wins to five or something yeah, like I'm, that. I'm looking but, at, like, the, the Cardinals are also paying Jalen Thompson 
Uh, they have some bad contracts. He's got a $5.3 million cap hit this yeah. year. Like, I mean, so he's in the top 20 at the safety position. It kind of shows you that safety position is one that, I mean, there, there are about 10 guys here making double digits in, big terms, money. Of, right, right. in terms of caps number. And then it falls off pretty pretty steadily. There's after not that. really a tier two of safety. There really isn't. I mean, they pay the big dogs, the Minkos, the Derwins, and of course, I mean, but then we see it in free agency every year. Guy like Edmonds hangs out there, and you get him for cheap. You know, yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't mean they can't play. It no, means it's that, just, that nobody's valuing the position. Yeah, it's just the way that that position's tiered right now. I mean, it, it's always interesting, and I always wish I knew more about it. But you know, tight ends really weird that way right now too. Like tight ends, a great bargain financially. If if you know Kelsey's not making what you know the top receivers are making, and he's every bit as valuable. You know, the the salary, the franchise tag numbers don't correlate. And, you can get a lot of bargains at safety right now, which leads you to, hey, we love you, Buddha, but yeah. I, can, I can get a bargain. I mean, so don't don't ask us that question. Um, <laughs> right, you know, right, if, right. When, if, when, slash, when Buddha Baker becomes mm-hmm. uh, available, unless the Cardinals are willing to pick up a big chunk of that money, I just don't see that happening. Did you also see that Chuck Clark uh, looks like he is done for the year for the Jets? Oh, is he really? They traded yeah. for him too. Traded for him with the uh, with the Ravens, and it looks like he suffered a serious knee injury yeah, early. They uh, they went out then and signed um, uh, not Eddie Jackson. Ravens traded him to the Jets. Yeah. yeah. Uh, not Eddie Jackson. Who was the other? Uh, or maybe it was Eddie Jackson. Um, you just mentioned Jackson. Jackson. Well, no, it wasn't Eddie Jackson. It was the other uh, Chicago. Oh, Amos? Amos. Okay. Yeah. Adrian went Amos. from the Bears to the Packers. Yeah. He's been on the free agent market, too. He probably wanted a little Again, more money. A than guy him. who's been a Pro Bowl safety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He you doesn't, know, but we're still out there. He's not super old or anything yeah. like that. Right. You can get those guys. I mean, you can find safeties out there, and there's probably three or four names that are going to be starters this year that are unemployed. How do you feel? We haven't talked a ton about that safety spot. How do you feel about what they, what the Steelers have done there at that position? I'm a KZ fan. Yeah. So I, I prioritized him before free agency over Edmonds. If you could have one or the other, I would prefer KZ. Takes and, the ball away. In today's NFL, too. Yeah. I think he's a better coverage player. You know I mean? He's not as big. They're a little bit different. Um, I'm a little worried about it. I, I mean, the third guy, the fourth guy is probably going to be Killebrew or fifth guy. I mean, he's but you don't want him on the on the defense necessarily. See, Can, I view Killebrew just as a as a pure special, special teams, teamer, right? You know, ace. You need that guy, and, and that's Killebrew. Um, Do you think? I know he's not a safety, but he's an undersized linebacker. Do you? Are Killebrew and Muse really the same guy to you? I mean, they're they're not going to really play on defense. Kind. I think Muse right. has a better chance to play on defense. I do too because there's less in front of him. Yeah, and he was a pretty good linebacker at Clemson. Yeah, he wasn't. I mean, he, he actually played some for Seattle last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I mean Keanu Benton gives you that big body guy. Neil or Keanu Neil? Yeah, 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 yeah. Keanu Benton. That's the wrong wrong Keanu's. There's how many Keanu's? How, how many, yeah, how many? There's two Keanu's in the league, and now right, they're on right. the same team. Yeah, and they spell it differently. too. They do too, which throws you. One for has a an extra e. Yeah. Benton has extra. It's like yeah. louder milk with that extra H on the end. Always screws nuts. me up. Right? Yeah, drives me nuts. As, as somebody has to write this stuff and not just talk about it. Right, because like, the, the red squiggly line doesn't go under it if you do it wrong. Right. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those. Oh, I'm intrigued with Neil though. I mean, I, I didn't see that kind of move coming. I didn't know that they'd go get a box safety linebacker type. But I do think there's something there to work with. He's got a track record. He's a hitter. He can play against tight ends. I just don't want to put too much stock in him. No, no. You know what I mean? But those that position, the, the box safety, the guy that is the, yeah. that does play down in the box, it's kind of like the, you know, when we had uh, Brenda Fajeco on mm-hmm. last week and he talked about nose tackle being like fullback. Yeah. You don't know you need one until you need one. 
you that's want one. Kinda, but... It's kind of the same thing with a box safety. You don't know you need a box safety until you're standing there in the fourth quarter and somebody's running the ball down your throat. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to the same conversation we have a lot about off-the-ball linebackers is if – you have Fred Warner or Darius Leonard, you might not need that guy as much, you know, that, that never comes off the field and has extreme versatility and playmaking skills, but there's five of them on the planet. Yeah. I mean, so it, you kind of have to piece it together on the second level, and I'm including strong safety as a second-level player because you don't really want Keon Neal in center field, you know. I mean, yeah. And, yeah. and to your point and kind of the Fajoko point, too, over a 17-game schedule – I bet there's some games that Neil plays 55 snaps and there's some he plays 15, you know, yeah. just based on game plan and what the opponent's trying to do. He also gives them some flexibility if something were to happen. Uh, you know, they, they all of a sudden realize that we don't have a coverage linebacker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's done that too. Yeah, that's, that's kind of why I have a little bit of an eye out on Muse too because maybe he could do a little of that as yeah. well. <laughs> like I don't think Muse and Neil are super different. Neil is a lot more accomplished. But no, you're right. And – that can be good and bad. I mean, like we saw post-Shazier injury, trying to piece it together with the Morgan Burnett's and the big strong safety types. and It, it just didn't work. It didn't work. Yeah. I and mean, maybe that's because they didn't have the right guys to do it. I mean, it doesn't mean that it can't work, but it is a fallback plan. Yeah, and you do have to have a plan. Everybody mm-hmm. everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. I've heard that before. You're going to get punched in the mouth. You're going to get punched in the mouth during an NFL season. There's no yep. doubt about that. I mean, week one is the Niners. That's probably the hardest team in the league on the second level of the defense. All the manipulation they do, all the crossing routes. Here comes Debo Samuel crossing. Here comes McCaffrey, Kittle. You know what I mean? So you got to be on, on top of that stuff. But there's not many. The league is short right now on quality coverage second-level players. You know, yeah. You know? I mean, it's just uh, just it, if, they, if they're good at the coverage part of it, they're, t- they're too small to play the run part of it. Mm-hmm. If they're good at the run part of it, they're they're you know. They and some don't teams don't even care about the run part of it anymore. Yeah, you know what I mean. Just just be out there and make plays. You know what I mean, so it's a transitional stage for that position or that area of the field on defense right now. Yeah, the the 235, 240 pound linebacker who can both run and cover, or play the run and cover. I don't think they exist. There aren't many of them. No, right. I mean, Roquan's in that neighborhood, but even like Warner and Leonard are. You know, they weren't first-round picks because they were long and lean. You know, yeah. they, they look like Cam Chancellor. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, so that. Uh, but and again, some of those box safeties in college have, are becoming that guy instead. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and you know, you go to a, the smaller coverage uh, safeties at the collegiate level, and that trickles down to the NFL. Everything trickles down. Yeah, and another you know effect of that is something we talk about a lot, especially around draft time, is. If you're going to be that light at linebacker and, you know, not be able to take on the run, well, then I can't have Mike Hilton in the slot. I need right. a safety that, you know, I need uh, – what's his face from Illinois that we liked? Or, you know, the guys like that that are 200 pounds that are safeties that can also tackle and help get people on the ground. You yeah, know, so it, I mean, that's – It's a very evolving part of defense right now. It really is. And so, you know, if you if you don't do that, th- that well, um, you better take the ball away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's yeah, another yeah. way to get stops. Yep. And, and I, I recently wrote an article, though. I mean, like, I always talk about you can't have everything. Right. Yeah, I mean, maybe you get lucky and you draft fifth-round picks that are all-stars and you can have everything for a few years. Well, that's why it goes for fans. I mean, that's <laughs> right. I mean, why are they so bad at linebacker? Well, because <laughs> you, you dedicate resources elsewhere. I would still rather be better on the defensive front first and foremost than at corner 
than linebacker and safety, middle of the field stuff. You know, if if if, if a defense is or an offense is going to nickel and dime you in the passing game, and pick on Spillane and Bush and those type of dudes, well, that's not ideal. But right. I can also, you know, make them sustain 10, 12 play drives that way too. Yeah, you know, you're a drop on, pass here or a holding penalty there. Yeah, tip ball. You yeah. know, throwing over the middle of the field is dangerous, without a doubt. You're dangerous. I don't know about that. Oh, I think you are. <laughs> but uh, I just asked your former UPJ roommates. That was the oh, I got a story to tell. I should have <laughs> yesterday on the way down here that was kind of reflective of that. That was pretty funny. <laughs> Anyways, we're going to take a break. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. We are live from the Steelers minicamp session here at the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex on the south side. Steelers uh, wrapping up or starting uh Session number two here of minicamp. They'll have one more tomorrow, and we will be here again from 12 to 2, as Matt mentioned earlier. Uh, But we're going to take a break right now. You're listening to ESPN 970 and Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I am Dale Lally. He is Matt Williams. We're having all the fun here at the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex as the Steelers uh, taking part in uh, mini camp practice number two, and uh, well, Matt, around the league, uh, everybody's kind of wrapping these sessions up here this mm-hmm. week. This is the final week the teams were doing this across the league, and I'm looking here on C- CBS Sports, which means we're already into the list time of the season. Oh yeah, it is. And we got the eight hot seat candidates, coaching candidates to watch. Mm-hmm. The okay. top eight guys here. Let's see if we agree it's or such disagree. a brutal. I, job. I, I, I mean, it. Yeah. it really is. But that's how it works. I mean, yeah. you know, there's probably a quarter of the league at any given day of the year who needs to be a little worried about their job. Absolutely. It's not cool. You and know? some, you know, some am, organizations are, are quicker to the trigger than others. Of, well, yeah. case in point, the folks <laughs> we're looking at here, not that they should have went to the trigger, but three in my lifetime is rather remarkable. It's rather <laughs> remarkable, yeah. Um, Speaking of which, I haven't seen the list. Okay. I'm sure he isn't on there. But do you think Belichick seats toasty? Yes. Yeah. Uh, just some of the some of the things that we've heard from Robert Kraft over the yeah. last, uh, you know, at the at the owners' meetings and since then, it's like he's not young. He's not young. He needs 19 wins to to yeah. become the all-time winningest coach in NFL history, and I don't know that he gets there as a Patriot. I don't know that he gets there either. So I mean, it, might be, it might take three more seasons for him to do that, and I don't think Kraft is going to be that patient. I don't think three more seasons of six, seven, eight wins or whatever is going to get it done. So real quick, I, I meant to bring this up yesterday, but I, I just retweeted it from somebody. So the last, the, the last realignment was 20 years ago. So we have 20 years of these divisions looking like they yeah. have. There hasn't been any expansion, things of that nature. So there's four or there's five things that have never happened in the standings in those 20 years. The Eagles have never come in third place. Who cares? You know, that's not acceptable. <laughs> yeah, it's third place. Right. No big deal. The Browns and Lions have never come in first place. Yeah. I mean, that's 20 that's years. That's kind of a big deal. And the Steelers and Patriots have never come in last place in their division. Which is kind of a big deal. Kind of a big deal. I did a podcast just on that. You know, like people are all excited about the Browns and Lions and Jets. I mean... Don't forget about the Patriots and Steelers in 20 years of history. Yeah, know? the Steelers, you have to go back 33 years, I believe it is. To, uh, that they came in the last, last time division. they came in wow. last, 1988. Wow, that's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, I mean you mean, think that you just get crushed by injuries one year. And, I was in college. You were in high school. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, well into <laughs> high school. I mean, you would think that, you know, you have Duck Hodges as your quarterback or something crazy would happen. You still don't end up in last. No, no. Uh, so anyway, th- sorry to this year's uh, This year's group segment. here. No, that's, I mean, that's. A remarkable stat in itself. Yeah, um, I think that for the uh, 
the Patriots has been late 90s, somewhere in that range. Until they were, yeah. and they were last. So the Steelers have the sure. longest such streak. Uh, Brandon Staley with the Chargers is number one on this I list. I agree. I agree. I mean, that's another, shut up time. that's another organization that I'm not sure helps things as much as they as others. You know, no home field advantage, things of that nature. But his bread and butter is defense, though. And, yeah, he's a defensive you know, coach. Right. And his defense has been bad. And they mm-hmm. got money. They've got they've spent money on that side of the ball. No, without question. Yeah, I mean, they got a lot of stars. They've invested in them. They certainly are not cheaping out now. You know, the, the OC takes the fall, and you're going to have an off, another offensive coordinator, as many teams do. But if that doesn't go swimmingly, I mean, I'm not even sure that you have to beat the Chiefs in the in the West, but you well, need to live up to expectations. Like right, right, right. This is year three. They're 19 and 15, uh, but they're 0 and 1 in the playoffs. That would be coming last year. They blew a, what, 21-point lead? Yeah. Uh, it was three touchdowns. And, yeah. You know, they, right. were, they were up three touchdowns and blew that lead for a defensive-minded coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, the year before, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Too, the year before that, you're, you're, all you need to do is is tie the Raiders, and you're in the playoffs. Right, they can't even manage that. Couldn't do that, right? Um, you know, all the the fourth and shorts and things. As they say, the optics the, of it aren't pretty either. Yeah. you know, even in that game, if you remember back to that game, early in the in the first, or early in the second half, mm-hmm. they got a, a it was fourth and, and short from deep inside their own territory. And he goes for it, and they don't get it. Yeah. And you lose that football game. So, like, I don't blame the defense in that regard. You, you're off it. You you put your your defense in a bad situation, mm-hmm. and you paid for it. I mean, as I'm, I hope everyone knows by now, the biggest advantage in this sport is having a stud quarterback on a rookie deal. And he's pretty much wasted that. Right. I mean, look at him and Burrow were drafted back to back, basically same year. One of them goes deep into the playoffs, you know, and has a lot of success. And I wouldn't say Burrow's a way better quarterback than Herbert. You know, I mean, they're both in the same tier. They're great quarterbacks on rookie deals. you got to go to the playoffs in that situation. And, hey, I'm not pointing any fingers here, but if Pickett turns into Burrow or Herbert and you're not going to the playoffs with that contract, you're doing it wrong. You know, you should be your seat should be hot. Yeah. You know, that, yeah. that's the best advantage you can have in this game. And, again, just 19 and 15 in two years. Like, right, like right, right. They've they've had to sneak into the playoffs. I can live with hey, you can't get over the Chiefs hump. Yeah, you know, okay. Right. I mean that's you, you know. can still you know have the second or third best record in the in the conference. Right. I mean yeah. win double digit games. Yeah, and don't blow a twenty one point lead. And have a good defense. They haven't had a good defense since you've been there. Yeah, and I don't think that Jaguars team was anything hmm. unbeatable last year. No, they no, just no, didn't no. get it done. Number two on this list is Kevin Stefanski in Cleveland. Do you agree with that? I have mixed feelings on him. Um. He's been to the playoff once. Well, you know, if it comes down to him or Watson, it's not going to be Watson. Right. <laughs> you know, so. This is year four. Yeah. They've been um, to the playoffs once, you said. They've been to the playoffs once. That was, you know, and, and they didn't win the division that year, obviously, as we talked about. I think he won coach of the year that year, which yeah, which was which I, 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 I give with a grain of salt, too. It's yeah. not like, hey, you're coach of the year. You should never get fired ever, you know, but – um, if you look at the coach of the year list, a lot of times that is it's, it's, the flash in the pan guys. They are. It's not the best. I mean, Chuck Noll never won it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, some of the, the obvious Hall of Famers don't. I mean, not the uh, <laughs> most patient organization. No, and, and they can't. <laughs> Trust me, I know. They yeah. can't blame this on the quarterback because they're stuck with him. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. I yeah. mean, when they're not going to blame Miles Garrett because they're stuck with him. Right, right, right. You know, so somebody's got to be the fall guy, and that fall guy's probably Stefanski. So if things fall apart for the Browns this year, uh, it'll be his head. Yeah, yeah. right. I mean, it's not going to be Watson's. I mean, you're, you're not going to move on from him. I mean, it, chances are it won't be a. 
Sean Payton, Russell Wilson situation where get rid of the old guy and bring somebody in to revamp this dude. I mean, that's, you're probably just going to blame the coach. So what would it take? I think for them not making the playoffs again. Yeah. I mean, I think. I mean, they're all in this year. If they don't make it this year. Their resources dry up. The resources, get, I mean, you know, all of a sudden because they, they don't have a first-round pick this next year. Watson's they, like they, a $70 million cap. They, yeah, they, they adjusted <laughs> his contract to free up cap space this year. Well, they mm-hmm. can't keep doing that. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's win this year or or you're in trouble. Yeah, and that was the bet they made as an organization yeah. the second they made the Watson trade was we have a two-year window, and the NFL knew it, and that's why they made it 11 games. We right. said, we're going to turn it into a one-year window. Yeah. <laughs> you know, how do you, how do you like that? I mean, so it hurt them, you know, in, in an obvious way. But he's on board with the plan, so I'm sure he's aware. And you know, of course, yeah, that might be one of those things where you, uh, you know, the owner comes and say, "Hey, uh, I'm, I want to sign Deshaun Watson here. What do you think of that?" Oh, okay. <laughs> it probably doesn't matter what I think. Yeah. About it. Well, that's why you say oh, okay. Because, right, right, right. It's happening either way. Yeah, it's going to happen. The owner wants it, so you just live with it. I mean, assuming they don't get crushed with injuries and have normal injury luck, do you think he gets the axe if they're eight and nine, nine and eight? Yeah. 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 Third or fourth place in the division, yep. something like that. Yep. Yeah, could be. Uh, next up is Ron Rivera, who's also in year four with Washington. New That's ownership. That's a tough one. New one, but it, it is new ownership coming in. Um, I mean, he's been the, kind of the face of the franchise here the last three years because Daniel Snyder has been laying low. Oh, I think he's been. And he's kind of shepherded them through some yeah. really tough times. I think he's been a buoy. You yeah. Know? I mean, it's an anchor Imagine title, if they had right? a headline. First-time head coach in that position. Oh yeah, with all the stuff that was going on with them. Yeah, yeah. However, I mean, who knows what new ownership will do there? But you get the feeling that this year is just tread water Survive. for one season, yeah. and then maybe we're going to go make a huge quarterback move, which would probably be a head coach move too. And yeah, he's not young. I mean, he was on the '85 Bears. If you, th- I mean, so I don't know if he's a good or bad head. You coach. You go back, you know, twenty plus years. Go back to the to the ninety like ninety five pre ninety five, um, the, the Washington was a was one of the model franchises in the yes. NFL. Yes, and uh, then Daniel Snyder came in and bought them, and I think they've made the playoff. They've like one playoff win in and the entire Daniel Snyder era. People don't want to go to games. The stadiums falling apart. Yeah. you know they they handle their business on and off the field as bad as any organization out there. So I think it's tremendous for the sport that the big bad wolf's out of Washington. I mean, he, yeah. he, he couldn't have done more damage. And he should be one of the most hated men in Washington history. Yeah. I mean, sports, not the not politics. Does that reach Art Modell <laughs> level in Cleveland? I think it's worse. I don't know. Art, Art took the team away. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know enough about some of the, like, criminal allegations and some of the yeah, misconduct uh, yeah. stuff, you know. But I don't want to comment on that yeah, stuff. Yeah, but it didn't sound it's great. It's out there. You know? <laughs> right, right, it's out there. Um, yeah. I mean, you would hope, if you're a Commanders fan, there's, there is a light at the end of the tunnel now. Yeah. But it might not include Rivera. Yeah. Josh McDaniels with the Raiders. I think so. Yeah, 6-11 and 11 last year. Uh, I wouldn't have hired him in the first place. Yeah, I thought he was very unimpressive with the Broncos. I mean, he tied his wagon to Tebow, yeah. if you recall. You know, I mean, took him in the first round. And uh, I, I don't understand their personnel moves at all since he's Just been there. Go out and acquire as many former Patriots as you can. Yeah, I mean, Carr to Jimmy. I mean, that's not a, a positive move. I mean, one guy can't stay on the field, and he's not as good as the one before him. Um, it, it seems like the Patriot Davis family – 
has pretty strong bonds, you know, that they want to make this thing work. But, man, I I would have a hard time rolling back with him. Yeah. He's now 17-28 uh, and 28 wow. as a head coach in two different places. Uh, again, that Bill Belichick coaching tree. It's miserable. I wonder, um, I wonder a lifetime win-loss record. It's not good. Patricia's is bad. And, like, you know, all those guys are Bill O'Brien is probably the, the one with the, the best record. Yeah. He took those Houston teams to playoffs with yeah. like Matt Schaub and Fitzpatrick and guys yeah. like that. And then after that, it's Romeo Cornell. You know? Right, right, right. Uh, who was the one that went to Notre Dame, too? He was a head coach for a little while. Charlie Weiss. Weiss. And yeah, Patricia's was really brutal. I don't even consider the college stuff. Give me yeah, 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 NFL. Yeah. What, what'd you do right, in the, right, what did you do in the real league? I was thinking Weiss did something as a head coach in the league, but he no, did not. He, did he not. didn't. Just Notre Dame. Uh, Mike McCarthy with Dallas. Maybe. He's 30-20, and 20 and, and this is year four for them. So he's averaged 10 wins per game. Yeah. But I mean, they're 1-2 in the playoffs. The playoff stuff's rough. They've had one one of the best rosters in the league during that stretch. I do think it's a bit of a turning point for him or a crossroads. I don't know if it, you had to pick Kellen Moore or McCarthy, but that was an odd split, and they obviously signed. I'm not a huge McCarthy fan, but right, I would have sided either. with McCarthy over Kellen Moore. Like the, yeah, the, the Kellen Moore love I have never gotten. I don't quite get it either. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, part of it is because you got you got Moose Johnston and, and Troy Aikman doing – and then Tony Romo doing you know games mm-hmm. for the networks, and they you know oh Kellen Moore he's an up and coming star. You could say that as much as you want; it doesn't make it true. It doesn't make it true. And I, I haven't broken down his X's and O's enough to know if is he the best worst. I mean, I, I think his career, kind of like Eric Bieniemy, is at a huge crossroads yeah. too as a coordinator. Now you're out from the the wing of the established head coach and. You're in charge of the commanders and chargers offense. That's your it's put up or shut up time for you too. Yeah, absolutely. Todd Bowles with the Buccaneers. I hate to say it because I really like Todd when we were with yeah. the Browns, but I think he's a coordinator. I really do. Yeah. I, I don't like his game day management stuff at all. Um, it's, the offense. I mean, I know there was more than just his fault, or you know, and Brady was on the at the end, but. Things have not gone well. Post post Arians, that team has gone down, down, down. Um, What does he have to do this year? To I mean, how many? What's the benchmark for wins with that team? I mean, they can't expect to win a bunch of games this year. It's a total opposite of Dallas. You know, like Dallas, if they don't go to the playoffs, I don't care who their head coach is in the NFC. Dallas has to go to the playoffs. If Tampa, I mean, they're probably six games. I don't know. I, I almost feel like he can't save his job. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's, I mean, can he can he win five or six games in the division? Set and, up the fail. Yeah, I mean, can he turn Trask into a player or something like that? Mm-hmm. I, I, they have an easy schedule at least, but man, I mean, I can't imagine that the season ends with eternal optimism around yeah. the box. He's thirty-four and fifty in his career as a head coach. Is he, including eight and nine with the uh, the Buccaneers? Eight and nine. And so I far. thought he, I thought he did a really good job with the Jets. Yeah. I mean, he coaxed wins out of that team that, mm-hmm. that they didn't, you know, necessarily deserve, and 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 you know they weren't a good roster. But last year he had a good roster that didn't win. No, right, right. And they were like the least explosive offense in the league. And again, a lot of game day stuff was wonky. Yeah, you know, I, mean, I think he's a really good defensive coordinator. Uh, Dennis Allen with the Saints, seven and ten last year. This is year two. He is 15 and 38 in his career as a head coach. Yeah. Another one that might just be a coordinator. He might be. They pro- they probably win that division this year and save his job. If they but don't, if they I don't, guess he's in trouble. Yeah. 
seems a little early after one year that wasn't a disaster. I mean, it wasn't a Broncos-like year for them last year. Yeah. But he's also not Sean Payton, even Mike McCoy. I mean, he doesn't yeah. have the, the skins on the wall either. You right, know? right. Uh, Arthur Smith with the Falcons. 14-20. and 20. This is year three. I tend to disagree with that. I, I think they've done a, I mean, I pretty good job. I think he's gotten more though. out of his talent than yeah. you could imagine. You know, like I mean, is it win the division or bust this year for the Falcons? I mean, that's pretty tough. I would think you get one more year and give me a quarterback. Yeah, you know what I mean. At least give unless, me a, unless Jimmy Ritter G. was his hand picked guy, and they like, oh no, we can wait. We're going to take Ritter in the third round. He's our franchise yeah. quarterback. I mean, if he's telling the front office and ownership, I love Desmond Ritter. That's my dude. I'll sink or swim with him. Give me linemen and yeah. receivers and stuff, and we'll make it work. Then okay, but he has not had a quarterback. He hasn't, and maybe that's the case down there. I mean, maybe they, you know, when he took over, um, they were saddled with that Matt Ryan contract. Oh. I mean, there was there was Their a tough situation to walk into. Awful, yeah, it was awful, awful. They're finally out from under it. I mean, this is the first off season since he's been there that they could go get players. Yeah, and they're spending some money, and I don't know. I, I would. I would almost look at this year as this is the first year I can really judge you, you know, and, and that's not enough for me to can. I mean, unless it, unless they're three and thir- you know, fourteen or something. Yeah. Mike Tomlin not on that list, <laughs> nor should no, he be. No. I know people look at that. Well, you know, he didn't win a playoff game since twenty sixteen. Um, this has been a transition period for the Steelers. It it has, and I, I think. I think that Mr. Rooney even said, hey, you know, this is the guy we want to weather the post-Ben right. storm. You know what I mean? Who who better? I mean, as we talked about, like, Washington going, well, it, it may be time for a sweeping change. But while in the midst of a sweeping change, wouldn't you really ha- rather have the leader that's been there that has proven to handle it? And, well, it's, you know and it's not I mean? just a change of quarterback. It's a change of GM. Right, 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 right. Um, you know, there's, there's been a lot of, of transition here, mm-hmm. a lot of changeover from – A lot of stalwarts from, aren't yeah. here anymore, right. And so, you know, it, it does have, help to have that guiding hand mm-hmm. to get you through this. And, you know, they haven't bottomed out. No. And, and folks, in case you're – Doubting what we're saying. In fact, if if you look at two and six last year, uh, might have been the bottom. Might have been the bottom, and I think you're climbing up from that. Yeah. From that point of the of the season, I think every team that we just mentioned on that article, whether they were thinking about firing their guy or not, that if Tomlin became available, would can their dude in two seconds and hire yeah. Tomlin. Yeah. Every one of them. As would about you know ten other teams. Yeah. As would others. If not right, more. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. So yeah, very interesting. Uh, there's stuff there from uh, CBSSports.com. Uh, We're going to take another break. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio and ESPN 970. We are live from the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex here on the south side as the Steelers take part in minicamp practice number two. We'll be back with more right after this. Welcome back. I am Dale Lally. He is Matt Williamson, and this is The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio and ESPN 970. We are live at the Steelers OT or minicamp session. I did it again. Minicamp right. session here uh, at the. Uh, that's why we have these. We run these reps like this. <laughs> by so tomorrow, you we have it down. By pat tomorrow, and right. then we'll be done. Uh, but uh, yeah, um, we're live from the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex. The Steelers uh, taking part in minicamp practice number two. And uh, Matt, I was just uh, making note there something Mike Sullivan uh, told us this morning. We had a chance to talk to the Steelers. Uh, Offensive so, coaches today. So we're allowed to talk about this, right? Yeah. Okay, absolutely. good. I want to. Yeah, I was yeah. hoping. I was. So he mentioned that uh, and he was asked about it. It looked like, hey, it looks like Kenny Pickett has a 
camera or something on the side of his helmet. Mm -hmm. He says, yeah, we're, we're some, that's something that we're trying out here uh, this week to get a look at, you know, where, where he, you know, he's, his field view, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they'll take it and they'll sync it up with the coach's tape and you get a, a bigger picture look at everything. Yeah, I, I find that really interesting, you know, in that a couple things, in that okay, how is he going through his progressions? Because you're going to put it on tape that, hey, you, you're looking at the slant first, then you go to the go, whatever it is, you know. And, and, okay, is he going through his progressions on time and as the way we coach it up? But more importantly, or more interesting to me, is if you have a camera on the side of your helmet, that tells you where your helmet's pointed, not right. where your eyes are pointed. Right. You know, like so many quarterbacks are am so Am I good. looking left and throwing right? Right, right, right. Yeah. Or am I just keeping a calm helmet right. looking straight down the middle of the field but kind of looking at that go route down the sideline? You know, so you mentioned it. Maybe they're trying to teach him that more too as right. opposed to, you know, progressions and all those things. So really all you learn from it is where does your helmet point. But if you're a safety – you're just looking where the helmet points, not right, where the yeah. eyes point. You know, well, what that's I mean? the thing. You know, with, with some of these guys with the visors, mm -hmm. that's why the league has the the rule about how dark those are allowed to be and things yeah, yeah. of that nature. Uh, Kenny did go to the visor last year because the helmet that he went to after the concussion, yeah, the opening on it was, was a little bit wider, was, right? Was wider, and he and if and if somebody could get a hand in there, and he didn't want that, he didn't want to get poked in the eye or something mm -hmm. like that. So he did go to the visor. So if you've got the visor over your eyes and you're just looking straight ahead. Um, but your your periphery is working, right, 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 um, and you can see things. The the Patrick Mahomes no look pass is this is the most overblown thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Every right. quarterback does that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, his are really pronounced, and it's Mahomes, and you know, yeah. Zach Wilson would have done it, nobody would have cared. You know, I mean, that type of thing. But no, I think that is interesting in that. Let's study what you're showing a free safety yeah. with your helmet. You know, like, you, especially with young quarterbacks, you talk you talk to defensive backs and mm -hmm. say, "Well, I'm going to read his eyes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm going yeah, yeah. to listen. You know, I, I read I read where he was looking, and he's he he looks where he's throwing. He mm -hmm. does, you know he doesn't look guys off. Right, that's a young quarterback thing. That's a young quarterback thing, and I think that's an, an interesting way of looking at it because. Not to dispute what you said, but if I'm Minka in deep middle, I don't know where his eyes are pointing. I know where his helmet's pointing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And no one has that kind of vision, you know? I mean, but if he can... Terminator does. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> but if he can keep a helmet down the middle of the field while no, waiting that extra pulse You're for... You're yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I know that this, this out route's going to come out, but I'm not going to stare it down yet because then the safety breaks on it. So... It's an interesting tool, and I'd love to be able to see how. I mean, I know I'm envision it, but marrying his eyes, it's probably. I'm, I'm guessing there's a screen and a screen, and it's a split screen, screen yeah. or yeah, or like a yeah, exactly. Here's what Kenny sees in, in the upper left hand corner. Here's mm -hmm. what the, here's what the entire field looks like. And I assume it's the end zone view. Yeah, you know, like yeah. I'm looking from behind him as routes develop or safeties move or whatever. You know, so that's interesting. Yeah, just another teachable t teaching right, right, tool right. that you use, and, and you know. Every year when you see the, the, the stuff that comes out about this team uses analytics better than that team or this, mm -hmm. you know, the rankings on that kind of stuff. And the Steelers are traditionally toward the bottom of that. But I don't know how team – I don't know how other teams know who uses analytics. You're not going to tell you. Who you. Yeah, right. I'm not yeah. going to let that news out. It's the same way with using technology. I was say technology is a different story too. You might yeah. be ahead of the game on technology or – yeah, I mean, some of these things aren't technology, but the, all the different, you know, tools they're using for individual drills and things like that. Not every team does the same thing, you know. I mean, so, um, I don't know. I, I, what's interesting to me about analytics 
or it's probably flawed, is, oh, the Ravens signed eight guys to be in their analytics department, so they're more analytically right, inclined. Right, right, Well, not necessarily. Yeah, that doesn't mean, <laughs> that doesn't mean that that's – Some of those analytics guys may be looking at marketing, st- you know. Right, right, right. Trends yeah. and things of that. I don't that doesn't know. mean they listen to yeah, them. Yeah, you know. well, that's the other thing. You don't know that they actually right. pay attention Does to Does that mean Harbaugh doing. goes for it more on fourth down? I mean, or is better at such things? I, I, I don't know how – Teams rank analytic usage because you're never going to let the outside people know right. why you're making your decisions. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's just – Good a, or bad. Yeah, right. You, you, you're you going to keep that – I mean, that's one of the things that you keep close to the vest. Sure, sure. And don't let anyone outside because the family know what you're thinking if again. You then, you're right. Yeah, if you start letting people know that, wait, hey, we're more analytically driven, then the other team knows that you're more analytically, analytically driven. Staley's going to go for it on fourth down. Right. <laughs> back to our back last to segment. Yeah. Right, right, right. You know, right. All right, we know he, uh, You know, 60% of the time he's going to go for it on fourth and fourth and two or shorter. Strong tendencies. We're going to play it that way. I mean, for a rule of thumb, strong tendencies are bad. Right. Whether they're the right analytic decision or not. If I know what you're going to do, well, then I know what you're going to do. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, so the idea is to, is to, to be as mm-hmm. – Thoughtfully non-rhythmic, to use the Tom term, yeah, yeah, is possible. Yeah, And back to the picket thing with, with the camera, he may not even know it, but he might say, well, I, hey, Kenny, what did you see on that one? Well, I looked the safety off, and then I went to the post. Well, no, you didn't. Yeah, for, <laughs> from what we're seeing here, you, you know, you, you stared need, that guy down. Or, you need to hold it a beat yeah. longer. Or, right. You know, yeah. right, right, like, or, or, man, you nailed it. I mean, you, you came off it perfectly, and as soon as that guy came uncovered, you flipped your, your shoulders around and that thing came out. You know, I so, think that's a great teaching. Tool. I do, too. I do, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. The more I think about it, because as a defense, I don't care. I mean, I'm reading the helmet. You know what I mean? And that's what I'm going to see. Because originally when I looked at it and you, and you pointed out, I'm thinking – is that really that good? Because you're going to give Kenny, you're going to grade Kenny, you did this wrong, you did this right. And he's like, but I'm st- my eyes were where they're supposed to be. Right. I mean, it's like the teacher's telling you you're wrong, but you know you're right. You know, But that doesn't matter. All that matters is what the defense sees. You right, know what I mean? Yeah. So I like it. Would there be some other positions that you would look at and say that might, hmm. that might be something that, that – like I think inside linebacker would Maybe. be one. Like look where your head is back. here. Like I'm sure linebacker coaches do that the more you think about it. Like – Keep bringing up the Niners or the first, you know, opponent. Your your eyes are right on McCaffrey, and he doesn't yeah. even have the football, you know. And right. Kittle's running behind you, you know. Like I see where your helmet's at. Yeah, I mean, I could see that certainly on off the ball linebackers, maybe safety. I mean, if you're Minka, I think cornerbacks too. I, I want to see what they see when you get your head around. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I mean, is your head, I mean, your man coverage is your your eyes on his belt buckle the right. whole time, or when do you turn? The other thing that's I don't know how you could do it for a receiver. But late hands and yeah. late eyes yeah. are really a thing. And and what I mean by that is if I the ball's released and I stick my hands out, uh Yeah, we don't you, know. you don't want you don't it's like an outfielder. I don't want your the outfielder running with his arms out mm-hmm. twenty yards to get to get under the ball. You put your arm up at the la- you put your the glove up at the last second. Because you're faster with the glove tucked as you're running. That too, but you also don't have a corner you coming don't have to a crash your arm. Or yeah. You're not telling the corner, here comes the ball. Your corners you know, will read that. Yeah. I mean, the corner has his back turned to the you know quarterback more often than not in that situation. So when he sees the hand come up, that's when he's chopping mm-hmm. at the ball. I mean, I always bring up Larry, but he always told me, he's like, a big thing I love to do that's hard that I've trained myself over the years, I learned from Chris Carter, was – I don't. I know that corner staring at my eyes, let alone my hands. Yeah. If I can have late eyes and find that ball, he doesn't know it's coming, and I pluck it over his helmet. He's behind me. You know what I mean? But if I'm staring at that thing coming in, coming in, coming in, 
and my eyes get bigger and bigger, it's like, here it comes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? right. Corners learn to read that. That'd be hard to do with a camera for a receiver, but yeah, maybe yeah. not the corner. Interesting. You uh, get your head around. You interesting know? teaching tool the Steelers yeah. are using uh, this year at this at this mini camp. We'll see if they continue to do that mm-hmm. at training camp. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lolly. That's going to do it for hour one here from the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex. We will be back with hour two, and we will go until probably right around three thirty when the Steelers wrap things up here at the uh, at their second uh, mini camp session. You're listening to Steelers Nation Radio and ESPN 970. We'll be back with more right after this. Man, my holiday bills are almost as hard to get rid of as my in-laws. I guess my budget will be my New Year's resolution again. Hi there, friendly S&T banker here. The aftermath of the holidays can be tough. Have you thought about using the equity in your home to consolidate your debt? I can do that? Yep, home equities are one of the lowest cost financing options. At ST Bank, we can help you so you can have a financial fresh start. Stop by a branch or visit stbank.com to learn more. ST Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender.